Welcome to track number seven of All Out. You must empty yourself of academic visions. That doesn't mean you shouldn't go to school. School is important. But I'm not here to explain that I have thought about the importance of school before. No. I am here to teach you to go all out. And I'm telling you that academic visions can remove God from your life and put you where you may not you are not supposed to be. Pastor Joe is a good example, Dr. Joe. He had an academic vision to become what? <laughs> you are aimless now. <laughs> uh, okay. But you used to have a, a vision. What's the vision? Medicine. To become what? Physician specialist. Yeah. He had a very strong vision. Academic vision. That's why he's here. It is his vision that has brought him here. His vision has brought him here. Bah. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fact. He knows it. He will share it with you himself. Our visions are very wild though. Hmm. <laughs> when he was in Ghana, I could talk with him. I said, let's go home. I'll go with him in my car. We'll talk. Uh, vision was very strong. <laughs> One day we had a meeting with all the young people. All the young people were around. The students, and they were all asking, so, so why, why are you going away? Why you are doing a good work? Why are you going? They started to inter- At the point, the questions were very hot. <laughs> but he had a strong vision. But it's a mystery. God hardened his heart so that he would follow it to a place. Because there's also a mystery in that one. Yeah. There's a mysterious will that has to be performed with the hardness of our hearts. Mercy. It's mystical. You know that God can stiffen your heart because he wants you to get to a particular place. So he will make you not believe something for seven years. After the seventh year, he will allow you to believe it. I've seen people like that. God will harden their heart. So that they don't believe this, they don't believe that. They so that certain things of his will can happen. God told Moses, I'll harden Pharaoh's heart. You, you go and say it's just a formality, ask him for this. When if you could go and ask him for another one, ask him for this. I'm going to kill everybody, all the children in the place. But you'll be asking him. I mean, we, are getting, we are getting to the place. You'll be asking him. When you finish asking and everything, then I can also do what I have to do. I cannot kill the children unless... Uh, he's fully hardened. You see. And even when he let the people go, say, I want to kill all their army. Their, their armies have killed too many people, so I want to wipe out. I want to wipe out their economy, wipe out their buildings, wipe out their family structures, take their gold, take their silver, break down their armies and go. So you'll be asking him things. I've, I've hardened his heart. I will harden his heart. Go and ask him. You say no. 
<laughs> mystically to do the will of God. If you see uh, 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 the kings of Persia, Babylon, and so on, God said, I will, I have sent him to punish the people. God uses them. You know, makes us think certain things, believe certain things. Amen. In fact, sometimes when God wants to punish you, the way he'll punish you is that he'll let you believe a wrong thing for a long time. So that when you believe, because when you believe something, you walk on a certain road. If you don't walk on that road, you can't meet your punishment. So in order to put you on the road, he will send you a lie so that you believe it until you reach the place you are supposed to reach. What do you think? It's mysterious, isn't it? Turn with me to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Are you there? Second Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 11. It says, And for this cause, hmm, God shall send them strong delusion that they sh- God shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Why? The next verse says why? So that they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Right here you can see that when God wanted them to be damned, he sent them a strong delusion so that they believe something that is not true, a lie. What do you think? Huh? Is it written there? You can't change it, isn't it? Mercy. There is something we call CSD. You know what CSD is? CSD is your current state delusions. The delusion of your current state. Or we call it sometimes CCSD. Common current state delusions. That is, things that are not true about your current situation, which we tend to believe. Amen. For instance, if you take a young beautiful girl, who is not a Christian. She tends to believe she will be beautiful forever. All boys are after her. She sleeps with who, whatever, and so on. And if God delivers you from your current delusion, the common delusion of somebody in your category, then instead of giving yourself to all men and so on, you are safe from that kind of thinking and you become humble and keep yourself in a different way. When you see a rich man, he has a common delusion for rich men. Do you understand? And he thinks... That, oh, money is everything, he's powerful, he's arrogant. So if God is delivering that rich man, he will first save him from his delusion, his current delusion. I read this in the final quest where Rejoiner said, the Lord told him that the first grace that I give to anybody is to save him from his present delusion. Yeah. 
if I'm a, if you're a pastor like myself, you ha- we have delusions. We have delusions that we are doing everything, that we are saving the world, that God is using only us, that we are the greatest. Our message is right. These people's messages are not true, and are not good. It's a common delusion of a pastor. You understand that you have the best message and the best church. So when God is showing me mercy. One of the first things that he saves me from those current delusions that are common to my kind of person. A Londoner. There are some delusions of Londoners. Common current delusions. Do you understand? And when God is having mercy on you, he saves you from those current delusions there and then. One of the delusions is that you have come here to be rich and that you are going to be rich here. one day a brother asked me he said so you if you were living here what would you do I said do you really want to know do you really really want to know he said yes do you want to know what I told him I told him I will leave (laughs) yeah I said, me? If I was here, I would leave. But yeah, I can't say it's everywhere. But that's a fact. I've been coming and going. I've seen people go out of this system and flourish and prosper. But you can't say it. I can't suck all of you from here. You need to be here. And therefore, God also will make you believe something <laughs> believe it for some time for some years mercy that's why you even notice people move out of London I mean outside London to outside other towns yeah? it is easier even even outside London is better <laughs> Londoners. Mercy. But it's a landing pad. You need to land and be here for some time. There are current delusions of wives. Do you see? Yeah. And the first time when God is showing mercy to you is He will save you from that delusion. So that you are and you, you, be, you behave well for your current state if you are a lay pastor there are some common current delusions one of them is that you are doing as much as a full time pastor in fact or that you are the same yeah. in fact you can easily think you do more than a full time pastor because you, in addition to sacrificing you're also donating money to the church. I remember one day I was talking to a, a, a brother, Uncle James, and I was telling him that, you know, I do more than full-time pastors. I told him. That time I was a lay person. I said, me, I have won more souls this week than some of these pastors who are being paid in town. Salaries. I told him. You see, because I thought that I was really doing a lot. You get it? Recently, I was talking to one lay pastor. I told him that 
he should always respect a person who is full time in the ministry. He said, really? I said, yeah. I said, the full time person may even have a smaller church than you. Or even he may not have anybody. But what he has done and what he's doing, you are very far. I said, if you like, I'll show you that you are far. By long jump, triple jump, and pole vault in one. <laughs> you do long jump, triple jump, and pole vault. Then you will see that you are far at the same time. The jump, then you have to go up. That's when you see how far you are from somebody who has entered into full time. Because he was staying in a good city in the world. And I said, okay, let me show you that you are far. Number one, apply. Apply now. And I will show you your salary. Your salary will be less than or around $300 a month. Step one. Step two. I will now send you where I want to send you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the poor boat has come. The first one was a long jump. <laughs> <laughs> I said I will now send you where I have decided that you should go and I said that well for instance because I want to have 12 missionaries 12 centers in Nigeria so now I said that I have, because when I was talking immediately two towns came to me one was Kano and one was Kaduna so I said, now I'll send you to Kano or Kaduna. <laughs> to go and stay there. And be a missionary there. That is when you see that the poor boat is high. Then number three, you will now tell me about your children's education. From you are staying in Europe or wherever you are staying. And if you are now going to Kaduna to go and uh, be there as a missionary. That is when you see that it's a poor boat. Then the triple jump. It's now your mortgage that you are tied to. So that's when you see that you are changed. Your children, your this, your, the new salary. And somebody is now saying to you, go here, go here, do this, whatever. Go and die there. And whatever. That's when you see that. What somebody has done to submit himself to this man and to whoever. Because even though you say you are coming to work full time, you are also working for somebody. And even though you are working for somebody, some of us, you get it, we work for unbeliever, but we prefer that to work for a pastor. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which also shows something about you. Yeah. <laughs> see, that's when you see that there. From where you are to the full time, even though that guy seems to be doing less than you, there's a long jump, triple jump, and pole vote. All in one. <laughs> That separates you from actually being full-time in the middle. You see, when you are doing something, you can easily be deceived in your current thing. You are a late person. You can easily feel, but I do more. These guys, they just do whatever. They don't do anything. They don't work. They don't whatever it is. They are just chopping the money. We are working and contributing for them to eat and other things. Then you can easily say eh, that you are more fruitful than Christ because your members are more than Christ's members. Because Christ had only 12 members. Even at the cross when he was dying, most of them had left. <laughs> so you are now more, more fruitful than Christ himself. 
because Christ didn't do much he came one to one to preach he was not even able to start the church just appointed apostles before they could actually start lay foundation stone and other things to even dedicate the first church before he realized that they had killed him every state has its delusion full-time pastors have their delusions you understand and they also have a delusion and look down on lay people and say if you are a lay person you cannot be in the ministry most churches suffer from that delusion they don't accept lay people to work for god at all that's why their churches cannot even work because if you don't accept lay people your church will never work because most of the church people will be lay people and most of the workers will be lay people and paid lay people so pray that god will save you from your current delusions that is the first grace of god for mary hill first i said first yeah some of your visions are delusions and it fixates you i was talking to one pastor he said to me he's working in a, he was working in america i said i go to work i come in the morning 4 a.m every day 2 a.m 4 a.m he said to me they called me at my work and they told me you are not sacrificing enough it seems you are not interested in this work. That's what they told him. Somebody who comes in the morning. Have you been seen such a work before? Nine to two. Nine to four. Not in the afternoon four. Four in the morning. They called him and they said, it seems you are not sacrificed. It seems you are not, uh, you, you don't want. Why? Because he doesn't come to work on Sundays. He said to me, I made a mistake. He said, I always want that was my vision. I wanted to be this and this in America. It was my I said, really? He said, was that your said, oh, that was my dream. America, corporate America. I'll be here, I'll work here, I'll do this. It's me, my vision, my dream. Sacrifice this, 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 that. Oh, facts. Look, God allow God to take over all these things do you understand what i'm saying god is not against his children having things look even our church people surprisingly we are one of the most blessed churches the things that we do effortlessly effortlessly we don't even raise funds for so many things you don't know if you know about we just do them effortlessly and yet you don't see us campaigning money vision this that that our vision is God. If God is here, come. Come. If God is here, I want to be where God is. That's my goal. That's all. That is all I want. That's the only thing I want. I don't want anything else. I don't want, I don't want money. I don't want houses. I don't want degrees. I don't want certificates. I don't want people to clap for me. I don't want anybody to like me. I want to be where he is. I mean it. And I can only say this to people who can understand. Because if you don't understand, you will not believe it. And when you see God has blessed me, you will think to yourself, ah, but you said that you don't have a financial. I don't have a financial vision. I don't. I don't have a financial plan.
That is why God is blessing me. If you like. Because I don't have it. If God moves. <laughs> further than I thought he would move. <laughs> I, I want to move further. <laughs> I want it. I like it. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Empty yourself of your financial vision. What was the first one? Empty yourself of what? Before this one. Ah, we are now on academic. Yeah. Too much. God is not against education. But at a point, that vision will be contrary to God's will for your life. I'm telling you. And you know why you have that academic vision? Because you have a vision to be somebody. You think it will make you somebody. You think education will, will give you what you don't have. Huh? You think education will make you a white man. <laughs> 